everyone. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco, and you're listening to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast series. Follow along as I interview the best and brightest leaders in the insurance industry and insure tech landscape to bring you the latest in digital transformation, innovation, industry trends, challenges, and opportunities, as well as next-gen technologies. We use our experience to anticipate what's next without losing sight of what's now. Stay tuned to find out your next now. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast series, Insurance Leaders. I am really thrilled to have Scott Booten, who is the president of Standard Security Life and the chief claims officer for Reliance Matrix, joining me today. Welcome, Scott. It's going to be a great conversation, and you guys are doing some amazing things. Thanks for having me, Denise. Excited to talk with you today about a lot of stuff going on in the industry, for sure. Exactly. So I always like to start off in these podcasts because not everybody knows everybody. So if you could kind of talk about your role, a little bit about your background, and then our partnership, that would be great. So as you mentioned, introducing me, I am wearing a few hats these days. At first, I was recently named president of Standard Security Life, which is a business that we acquired last year that really specifically focuses on our New York DBL and PFL marketplace. But my bigger role right now is I'm also the chief claim officer for Reliance Matrix. As recently announced in the market, we've aligned our Reliance standard and our TPA business at Matrix. And this integration really allows us to offer one face to the market, providing core life disability, supplemental health products, as well as our fully integrated and flexible absence solution to our customers. We've had a lot of great changes recently, so I thought I'd provide that context. A little bit about myself here at Reliance. I've been here for about six years as of this June coming up, but I've been in the group space for a little bit over 20 years, working in many different companies. But since I've been here at Reliance, my focus has not just been about delivering consistent results within our product. I've also spent a lot of time just rethinking how we manage claims within the group benefit space. You know, for years, you know, managing claims in the life and health space has been really a tedious manual and, as most people in the industry know, highly intensive from a people standpoint. And really over the last four to five years, we've been really working to change that paradigm by focusing on more transformational changes using technology and data-driven processes. And this includes replacing our claim system, which is what we're working with Majesco on. We selected uh, ClaimVantage as our system for claims that you guys acquired uh, last year. And we also have several other vendors and tools that we're using within our process, such as AI, machine learning models, really to transform what I would describe as a claim-by-claim process uh, to utilizing more state-of-the-art claims guidance processes to really assist our examiners to be more effective and efficient in managing all those types of claims. And I think most folks would agree that for years, our industry within disability and life really has made little investment in technology and it's found itself, I think, lagging behind the rest of the world in some cases. And that's something we've really been working to change and, and fully invest in technology to optimize you know, the service that we provide to our customers while obviously continuing to look, deliver good results for the business. When you and I talk, one of the things that I think has really been a key factor in really kind of driving a lot of change and 
kudos to you guys to really rethinking the claims process is really the impact of the changing workforce. We now have remote work, gig workers. We've got a new generation, a younger generation, part-time workers, and We've got this other aspect that it's the growing regulatory demands around FMLA and PFL that really is fueling a lot of challenges and demand, particularly around disability and disability claims with absence management. What do you see at Reliance? Are you expecting this to continue and what new demands are emerging? It's a great question. You know, something I've, I think about probably just about every day, the leader in this. The short answer is, you know, I, I think absence in particular will play an even larger role in just about every size organization to not only manage the absence, but also managing the workforce and talent. And I expect it only to get more complex over the years. You know, the, the last couple of years, two, three years with COVID, you know, we've really seen a lot of twists and turns in the market. In particular, the battle for talent has really escalated to levels most of us have really not seen in our lifetime. We've saw that just within managing my own business within the claims operation, but also working with our customers employers and HR teams, we all know that they're understaffed, really in all size segments. They have a lot to manage across their portfolio of benefits when figure out how to attract and retain talent. And regardless of the worker, the location, the skill sets, the folks that you mentioned before, gig workers, full-time remote, whatever it is. And when we look at benefits, healthcare has always been the greatest benefit focus for our HR professionals. And other benefits such as life and health are really becoming more of an opportunity to supplement and differentiate the employee offerings to provide even more of a value to both new and many existing employees that they have. And that absence itself has become such a critical component for talent resource management because this space has really become highly complex. As you mentioned, all the new statutory paid family leave laws that are being enacted across the country, again, all at different times, different parameters, as well as all the plethora of uh, company-specific leave programs geared towards helping employees find better work-life balance. I mean, that has been kind of the number one thing that has come out of the last couple of years is people want to know how they can manage their time off. And if employers can offer those benefits, it really adds to, I think, what they offer to the existing as well as you know folks they're trying to bring in. So really having a strong absence program is only going to be more important for, for customers. I think one of the things that you said around some of the life insurance, that are, I think it's an opportunity to really meet those needs out there, but it's also an opportunity to kind of close that protection gap that we still have yep. out in the U.S. marketplace for people and for employees. And it really gives that opportunity. You certainly read a lot of articles in the industry about people being underinsured. I think having those quality benefits are certainly important to most employees now. One of the things that in our research that we've done when we're surveying consumers and we're surveying small business owners, and they're both kind of employees, individuals that are really buying into a lot of these voluntary benefit plans and the group offering within their places of employment. One of those market dynamics that I think is really kind of shifting that we've identified is that we are really seeing an expansion in the definition of the product. We've often thought about it as just the risk product. But today, it's more than just the risk product. It's also a value-added service, and it's also about the experience, the customer experience, in this case, the employee experience. That value-added service is something like absence management, something that maybe 10 years ago wasn't really out there that much, now is really becoming a key factor into kind of providing more of a holistic experience. What are you seeing in the reaction of your customers, you know, the businesses that you support with your benefits? 
And how has this really changed that overall customer experience, both at the business level, but also at the employee level? As I alluded to earlier, you know, customers are really looking for more options for employee benefits in general. And the other piece is kind of tied into that, as we kind of mentioned, is really the flexible of product and things like supplemental health benefits, being able to kind of offer those in addition to what we consider core lines of life, disability, and even dental. Having those other key programs are certainly ways that customers are looking to differentiate. And if we can provide those flexible options to employees through absence, and again, whether it's paid or unpaid, is just as important for a lot of different reasons. In the past, you know, it was interesting because we've really mostly seen that type of differentiation on the larger end of the market. So larger customers, let's say 10,000 lives and above, maybe even 5,000 lives and above, you know, providing these different levels of benefits. But that size line, the interesting thing is starting to decrease. And one of the examples I'd share is that last year we brought our absence management solution down to 100 lives, which is the lowest that we've ever seen gone down market an absence offering, but we also see the need. And again, as HR departments get smaller and smaller, and in some cases, the HR person could wear many hats in the smaller end of the market, being able to provide those flexible solutions down market as far as possible, I think it's a real change uh, that we're seeing and something that we're really honed in on, especially servicing that smaller end of the market and middle market. It's such a great opportunity, but operationally, managing that integrated disability claims with absence is not for the faint of heart. You know, we were both on a roundtable we held that kind of talked about this, the operational, and it really has kind of two key factors. One is the operational complexity, and then there's a technology need. Why don't you first kind of talk about it in terms of what's the impact to the operational model, and how do you look at simplifying that complexity, and how does that shift from event-based to transaction-based? Your comment was interesting about absence management not being for the faint of heart, but I'd almost say it's really, really hard. You think about, if you go back 10 years ago, you know, the process to manage a simple leave or maternity claim even was pretty easy, pretty straightforward. But when you look at it today, it's highly complex. It depends on a lot of different factors, you know, what state you're in, eligibility, gender, location. There's many other components to that. You know, at Reliance Matrix, we really worked hard to tackle it in a couple ways. And really, the first one, this is kind of a simple way to look at it, but looking at an absent as a single event versus an individual claim or leave. And, you know, this vantage point really affords our absent specialists who are, in our world, are uniquely positioned to manage absences all together with one person. But for many, folks are managing it differently. So really to be able to look at things as one event and then consider all the aspects and time away from work and then think about what type of leaves need to be applied to ensure the claimant is covered, you know, by each applicable leave, a law, or within their plan, you know. So again, that's really the easy part. So kind of looking at it, you know, kind of singular from an event perspective and then building the leaves around it. But really, the focus has to be with technology. And this is where, you know, we've been working really hard to bring technology to the table to allow our systems to manage the complexity of the event and allow our absence management specialists to focus on the service to our customers. We're in the midst right now, as you know, of a system transformation that has allowed us to begin to realize that operational strategy of bringing those things together as under one umbrella. Historically, we've really had a lack of technology investment and this new kind of era from an operational standpoint of claims with absence management 
just adds to that complexity of the need for technology to help kind of manage all of that complexity. But at the same time, having a customer expectation to be able to digitally kind of engage with you, this really puts a lot of pressure on the operational model and the need for a technology investment. What considerations should insurers think of that are looking at transforming not just their claims operation, but maybe transforming their operational model and the product that they're selling out into the market, including absence? For us, you know, we really focused on listening to our customers. I mean, obviously, that's kind of the number one place to start. What are they looking for in somebody who's managing their employees, you know, absence and leave events and, and so on and so forth? I think that's super important to try to figure out or, you know, are customers expecting kind of a, a single point of contact? Is it okay to have disparate processes where different people are managing different components of an absence? That can get a little more tricky. But what I would say is it also depends on your technology, right? Do you have the technology that kind of makes that seamless, whether it's to the user on the front end, you know, a claimant or a policyholder, or to your internal employees, making sure that they can see and collaborate if different in terms of who's managing the claims themselves. You know, we chose the path of going down where we have a single person handling all of our disability absence and supplemental health claims. And we found that, again, using technology, we're able to bring those together without overwhelming our absence management specialists. But I think everyone has to look at it from their perspectives and how they think to best operate their business. From a technology and a transformation standpoint, the the life, annuity, and health industry, whether it's group and benefits or it's, it's individual, we've really been behind as compared to the property and casualty side segment of the industry in transformation. And I think a lot of that is, is because we're sitting on a lot of outdated, costly legacy solutions that were highly customized. There's an increasing cost to that. You can't find, for example, COBOL uh, programmers anymore. And now this increased compliance, and now you've got this expectation of digital, making that decision to, you know, digitally transform, not just your operation, but your technology is, is a big investment. How did you kind of relook at that technology? And what were some of the key factors that you kind of looked at to make that determination that we're going to invest in this and it's going to be a long-term strategy and investment? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I mentioned before our specific industry is really lagged from a technology standpoint. <laughs> and I think part of that is just fear of technology. It's taking a risk to, yep. you know, making them something that most people haven't used. So there's not a lot in the marketplace to really suggest that things work. But I would also say that if you're fearful of technology these days, you're probably in the wrong business. As I said earlier, really, despite the industry, you know, being late to the party, you know, I think it's, really starting to heat up fast. And in all honesty, if you're not investing in technology, you're, you're not likely to grow or be competitive. Customers are looking for innovation and simplicity. And the best way to get there, in my opinion, is through technology. As far as how we looked at kind of the marketplace as we evaluated, we looked at everything from building our own system, buying a system, renting a system. And for us, we really landed on the fact that we wanted to leverage really the best-in-class system, obviously. You know, that certainly makes sense. And as we worked through the evaluation process, we really ended up falling on who had the best absence platform. You know, at the time, there's a lot of really good technology platforms out there that can handle group life, STD, LTD disability claims, supplemental health claims, et cetera. But not many have a fully built out absence capability. And, you know, we've seen many of our peers in the industry struggling with system transformation and the complexity of absence 
was a driver of a lot of those difficulties. And we wanted to make sure that we picked the right solution to help avoid, you know, some of those challenges. You know, in addition to the absence, we also want a technology that would grow with us in the changing market. And because we're, you know, we have that TPA side of the house, we need to have flexibility and have the ability to integrate with internal and external partners across our different areas of business to manage the complex solutions that I talked about earlier that our customers are asking. So, so really replatforming is never going to be easy. <laughs> you know, there's always going to be some level of challenge. It's a lot of resources, a lot of money. If you focus on it and, do, and pick the right tools and, you know, obviously have a good plan, you know, things can go pretty well. I could say, you know, our transformation is going pretty well. We're pretty positive in terms of the, you know, the progress that we've made. And we're really on track with our deployment goals. And I think it was a result of a lot of that due diligence that we did early on. Transformation, once again, it's not faint for the heart, but if you don't transform, you can't really serve the customers or the market because it's changing all around us and we've got to change with it, unfortunately. Agree. What do you see as the future for disability and claims and absence management? Where is it evolving? What do you see as new demands for customers and what are going to be the opportunities that present themselves to insurance companies to be able to address? That's a great question. You know, I think about the future and really I think it's, you know, for absence in particular, it's going to be a bit of a journey and like anything. And what I mean by that is that the market really continues to change and evolve. And just as we're seeing every year, we get new laws that come into play and trying to figure out how they fit into the puzzle. So it's a little bit of a moving target. You know, at Reliance and Matrix, we're less worried about, I think, being an insurer or a TPA. And we're more focused on being an innovator and a leader in technology of absence, a little bit of a different spin. And if you look back in time and you mentioned the auto and home market, I'll use that as an example. You know, that market matured and technology really infiltrated that market, especially on the individual side. And those products really became commoditized. And there was a shift really to become more nimble, you know, meet the customer where they want to be met, you know, and as an insurance group insurance and absence provider, the market's slightly different from a direct-to-consumer market, but there's a lot of similarities also. And I could see us adopting some of those strategies, again, to a degree, really focused on providing easy access to information, being more transparent with information, simplifying processes, providing various paths of communication. And of course, as we've been talking about, bringing new and innovative tools to all of our stakeholders, whether they're claimants, clients, or brokers. So what it exactly looks like in the future, I think, is going to be a little bit of a moving target. But the end point here is to make is that we need to continue to evolve with it. And if we sit still, things are going to pass us by pretty quickly. I think it really begins to define true leaders in the marketplace versus those that really continue to fall behind. And with the pace of change, trying to keep up with it is going to become very, very difficult if you don't kind of get in the game today at figuring out your operation, the products, and the technology that you're going to be kind of focused in on. It's going to be a real challenge for companies. Totally agree. One of the things I like to do, Scott, to end the podcast, and no pressure, but I like to have people pick one word or phrase to describe the future of insurance and what would it be. And no pressure, but we've only had a couple of duplicates. So I always get kind of excited to see what people pick. So what's your word or phrase for the future of insurance, Scott, and why? Yes, yeah, so great question. I was giving this some thought as you were asking the question, and I kind of talked about it a little bit in my comments, but I guess the best thing I would describe it as simplifying the complex. As I mentioned, this market is not going to get any easier. 
It's going to get more challenging. It's going to create a lot of new opportunities, I think. And how do we make sure we approach it in the most simple way? And again, I think technology plays a big role in that. But it's also being a thought leader and thinking about those things ahead, not waiting too long to to get ahead of those and simplifying in, in all the different aspects, right? You're thinking about the customer, you're thinking about your own employees. If you don't make things simple internally, it can create a lot of issues externally. I've seen that in the past where things look great from a marketing standpoint, but if you don't do it right on the back end, it can be just as harmful and challenging to explain to a customer why something's manual on the back end, but it looks automated on the front end. So I think making sure your teams also have that same level of simplification the tapping, I think, is, is key uh, to how I would describe the focus that we need to have going into the future. Well, I'm happy to tell you, Scott, I haven't heard that one, simplifying the complex. So I love it. <laughs> and it's a great one because you're right. Everything is getting more complex every day. I don't care what line of business you're in. And it's all about simplification to make it easy for customers to buy and service the policies that we're providing to them to kind of manage their risk in their lives or their businesses. Totally agree. Scott, as always, it's been great speaking with you and really appreciate the partnership, appreciate your insights here. And it's going to be an exciting next few years in the marketplace and look forward to all the excitement there at at both uh, Standard Security Life and Reliance Matrix. Thanks for having me today, Denise. I appreciated the conversation and look forward to catching up later. Absolutely. That's it for this week's episode of Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast. Subscribe to our market-leading podcast series available wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in the next time.